Welcome to Tell Me More About Co-housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-housing Houston is a multi-generational community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We are developing the first co-housing project in Texas, in Houston, even ahead of Austin. Morning, Kelly. Good morning, Lynn. How are you? I'm great. Coming back to Houston refreshed. Excellent. A long weekend. Sounds like you are too. Same, same. Yeah, it was a nice weekend and a nice weekend of slowing down, which I think is uh, our theme for the day. Yes, yes. You know, that's exactly right. I woke up this morning thinking about, as I do on every podcast recording day, what is on the forefront of my mind that relates to relationships or co-housing or where our project is? And I kept thinking about this hurricane that's just been a big event for us on the Gulf Coast. And the fact that there's been a lot in the press about these hurricanes have been slowing down of late. And we're very grateful that the Ida hurricane did not slow down as much as they thought it might. But, you know, this phenomenon of these hurricanes, when they slow down, that's when they really gather strength, that they become very, very powerful they t- absorb the heat from the water and pull up more moisture. They just become stronger and stronger. And then I just leapt from there to thinking about our budget decision-making process. We've had this long, uh, like, you know, the value engineering efforts that we've gone through this summer has kind of felt like one of these long protracted storms swirling out in the Gulf of Mexico. And then, you know, it's just gathering strength and gathering strength. And then it finally, you know, we hit landfall and it's just solid and it packs a real, real heavy, heavy punch. And it makes its mark in a very, you know, definitive way. Thankfully, um, in our case, not in a destructive way, but still very solid and very impactful. And that's what I was thinking about in terms of what happens when you slow down this morning. Lynn, I love that your personal talent is to uh, make an analogy with a hurricane. Um, with like I'm a lot of hurricanes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a dominant personal, like I think, mochi. <laughs> but I agree, you know, I see that. Um, but I, when I think about slowing down, I actually didn't come to the hurricane part. But once you, once you talked about that, I do feel like we had this kind of thing swirling out there and then it became, the path became clearer. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly, if, if you all are, you know, whether people from the South, you understand like the European model and the yeah. US model and, <laughs> you know, so there were like these different possible paths that we could take in the budget process also. And, you know, it became, it wasn't even that it became clear to us, which one we should take. It was more that we would make small decisions along the way. And that would clarify what path we were going to take. Um, so I love that <laughs> analogy of the hurricane. Oh my God. I just had this thought. I just had this thought because you're talking about the American model, the European model and everything everybody has said about the Ida hurricane that just hit was that it was one of the best forecasted hurricanes ever. Mm. And our expertise in this area is growing with time. And it just made me think about the recent facilitator that we brought in who had this kind of expertise that she was very clearly steering us in this direction and she knew where we were gonna land. We didn't know yet because we were not as experienced and um, 
it, it now in hindsight is it's like clear that we were going to get there, but you never know that. Our, like star meteorologist. She yeah. was space city weather for us. Yeah. She was space city weather. Yeah. That's exactly. that's awesome. Sorry. There's a lot of in stuff going on here. If you're not from Houston, just bear with us. Yeah. Google but if space. You're from Houston, get the app. Cause it's yeah. really important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the thing that comes to my mind when I think about slowing down the value of slowing down um, specifically relating to co-housing is that you the the lived experience of being in co-housing is that things some things take more time mm. so for example if i want to go run an errand right now i would just go get in my car that's in the the garage and i would go you know hop in it and go or i would you know walk out and go get on the light rail and i would just you know take off like there's there's mm -hmm. nothing impeding me there are no relationships getting in the way right, i can just get right. it done but in co-housing, you know, you run into your neighbors and it's pretty infrequent that you just, you know, go on your way. It's more frequent that you run into someone and say hello. And, you know, sometimes you say hello and say, I have to be somewhere in five minutes. But, right. but other times you have a little moment. You've got these moments to be able mm. to um, chat or to be able to reconnect or to be able to notice and observe the people around you. Um, and so it slows you down between hmm. you and getting to, you know, whatever you needed to get to, but it increases the value of your life because you have this kind of richer experience of, uh, of going to do something that you have to do because you've stopped and run into people. Okay. I, I love that. And of course, you know, I just have to go back to my hurricane again, you know, so, um, <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, I talked about the, the, the pre-hurricane, you know, hit, right? All this gathering of strength. But after the hurricane has passed, then what happens is we get to my bumper sticker that I still want to see mass produced. And that is co-housing is disaster-free neighborliness. And it's exactly what you're talking about. You know, people have to come out of the houses. They have more difficult paths to traverse they may not have power inside their house, so they're laying cords across the street or down the road to get power. They might not have uh, food or water, or, or they might have too much food in their freezer, and they don't want to throw it away, so then they're knocking on neighbors' doors and seeing who wants to have a cookout. So all of a sudden, you're then immersed into this aftermath of a enormously slowed down lives. I mean, a lot of people don't realize this, but often what happens after hurricanes, you can't get anywhere because there's trees are blocking every which way road. And I know this is happening in New Orleans. My, my nephew lives in the heart of New Orleans and I'm already hearing stories from him, of the classic, you know, trees blocking the road, uh, power cords from one house that has a generator being draped across the street to the other to discharge phones. And they're all now immersing themselves in this recovery process that is punctuated so beautifully with these neighborly experiences that are gonna make that neighborhood, each one of them, all these little pockets different forevermore. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think about that with the, with causing like community dinners. Mm. Often, you know, that's a time when everybody comes out, when everybody is there, not everybody, but you know, like a mm -hmm. big group from the community, they're all there together. And, 
you know, you have this kind of moment in time uh, to linger, you know, you can talk about what's important or what's going on. The other thing that I think is interesting that I don't know if this happens after hurricane because probably the topic of discussion is the hurricane. But what happens a lot at community dinner too is that you know your your brain is churning on whatever problem or whatever thing you're trying to you know sort out or mm-hmm. stuff you've got to do and remember and you know blah blah blah. You come in like with that full day feeling of like mm-hmm. ooh, all this stuff, and then you're sitting and talking to people about things that aren't in your own head. They're the things that mm. you know are kind of common to everyone or that somebody specifically brings up or. You know, it's just like, it's not your, you with your own brain. And that was really particularly important to me when the girls were little, because it would probably have been more convenient to just like put some food on the table and Mm. just like get the toddlers fed and then get them to bed. But then I was just there inside of my own head, you know, like still churning on the day. And if you go to community dinner, you sit there and somebody else has made the dinner, somebody else is going to clean up and you can just spend some time outside of your own head. And that's a really, really big, um, I think that's a really big part of the value of living in that, in that way. Um, the other one that I was thinking about too, was like how quickly you can get things done, you know, because yeah. yeah, So, so here, um, in our, current uh, environment, we have neighbors who work really nicely together, but the option is, is always to hire someone to do it. So like you have this little interaction about like, okay, this is a problem and we need to fix this problem. And then somebody gets a bid and then it just gets done. Mm. And so that's like a form of relationship, you know, like mm-hmm. you're all checking up on something and sometimes the thing does need to get hired out, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You don't know how to do it or you don't have the tools. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't do all of your own home repairs. Right. Yeah. But, but then, but in co-housing, because you've got a broader, you know, group of people, broader knowledge, broader set of tools. Um, and you also have people who are interested and willing to work with each other mm-hmm. in that way. There's really something really satisfying about noticing something's wrong, working with some people to to figure it out, and then you know waiting a couple of weekends till people are free and then getting it done. It takes mm-hmm. longer for sure. It takes mm-hmm. longer, more of your personal time. It takes longer to get things done, but the value that comes out of that is wow. You know, I worked with this person on this thing, and look at what mm-hmm. we did. As right. opposed to you know, so and so and I noticed a problem, and we hired someone and <laughs> got it done. Right, it's a lot more yeah. gratification in mm-hmm. things that you've actually put some of your own sweat equity into, as yeah. opposed to just hiring it out. Yeah. yeah, there was a thing in the um, I don't know if you've ever been to the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. but it's a really fun uh, tourism thing to go do to go see. It's very inspiring and. Um, one of the things that they have written across the the wall is that attention is mm. a currency. And I think about that a lot. Like where you spend your attention is the thing that you are making, adding mm. value to that. So if you spend your attention on, um, you know, efficiency, then then that's where you're getting presumably value out of that. Mm. But if you mm-hmm. use your attention and your time with relationships, then you're getting more out of the relationships. They're more valuable. Mm. I like that mm. a lot. Yeah. So really I love that. Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Notice how I've gone like at least, you know, 30 seconds without talking about hurricanes. And I'm going to finish on a non-hurricane note just to oh, say, okay. tell you that I can do okay. that. Because um, actually what I'm thinking about as we kind of wrap it up today is I have that little ditty running through my head from Simon and Garfunkel, you know, slow down, you move too fast. You don't want to hear me sing it, but yeah. you've got to make the morning last. And I just love that sense. And even when it goes on to the second verse and it talks about, hello, lamppost, what you know, and I've come to watch your flowers grow in. There's something about taking time to watch something happening that is normally a very slow process. And I think it's just a good, it's just a good moment to sit and reflect that slowing down brings a lot of power and it brings, it brings relationships as you're describing. Yes. I love that. I think we should end on that. Thanks for stopping by. We're so glad you clicked on our episode today. For more information about our project, Co-Housing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about co-housing, we like cohousing.org. We're really active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Co-Housing Houston. Thanks, Lynn. Thank you, Kelly. See you next time. Bye. Uh